Hey, Culture and Conversations family, I'm your host, Jamison Smallwood, and I'm about to make you guys part of the conversation. Hey, guys, thank you for downloading. Thank you guys for listening to and thank you for subscribing to Culture and Conversations. Up next on Culture and Conversations, I'm going to catch up with you guys. It's been a while. Uh, it's been a few weeks since I published an episode, and I need to tell you about what's been going on. And also, if I can work it into the conversation, we're going to talk about Mike Tyson. <laughs> Up next on Culture and Conversations. Yep, this is Culture and Conversations, and I'm your host, Jamison Smallwood. It's good to be back recording an episode. I hope you guys have been well since the last time we chatted. Uh, a lot has happened since the last time we chatted. We are in the middle of a global pandemic. Uh, we're suffering under the effects of COVID-19 on our national and our global economy. Um, let's see what else has happened. Just so much has happened. It's been it's been just a crazy time uh, since the last time I published an episode um, that wasn't from, you know, another uh, episode in the vault that we had. So I hope everybody's doing well. Uh, yeah, this is Culture and Conversations. I hope you guys go and uh, subscribe to our um, social media, Culture and Conversations. And in particular, we're also trying to encourage people to follow our video stream that we're doing. Uh, my co-host Brandy and Ray, we're working really hard on getting people to follow um, our video stream content. So we're creating a group on Facebook uh, called Culture and Conversations Presents, hashtag the group chat. So you're going to want to be a part of the conversation on that page, definitely. And if you haven't followed us on Instagram, please, please, please go and follow us on Instagram, Culture and Conversations. We're in the process of reworking our social media and uh, building out the content around that. So we want you guys to definitely uh, follow and and support us and like our stuff and and just share Culture and Conversations with everybody. Uh, one of the things that we definitely have done before I kind of get into what's been going on with the show, uh, at least properly what's been going on with me, <laughs> um, is that we have been working on continuing to build out the two brands. Uh, Culture and Conversations is the audio podcast. And then Culture and Conversations presents hashtag the group chat. That is going to be the video stream. And instead of sort of having uh, the, the group chat underneath Culture and Conversations, uh, we're now trying to make them adjacent to each other or siblings, uh, you know, in in the production company, Smallwood Media Productions. So uh, we're trying to make the video stream a first class citizen. And that's been part of the rebranding effort that we've done uh, over the last year. And uh, we're going to be more intentional about that. Uh, so you're going to see a lot more content and a lot more um, video snippets and segments uh, coming out from hashtag the group chat. Uh, but one of my commitments to this podcast and to the business of podcasting and to my audience is that we're never going to stop doing culture and conversations. And, uh, and just as soon as I have an opportunity to really kind of refocus, we're going to um, definitely start ramping back up and publishing out a bunch of interviews and content. Um, I want to tell you what's been going on and give you a chance to sort of hear it from the horse's mouth. Uh, one of the things that has been happening uh, as of late uh, is that I'm in the process of um, selling my home and uh, I'm in the process of buying a new home. Um, for people who have never been through that process, uh, it is a very exhaustive process. <laughs> it's a very uh, um, taxing process. 
And uh, that is that has been what has consumed, uh, you know, the large portion of my free time, uh, whether it's been staging the house, whether it's been, um, you know, handling errands and dealing with people in and out uh, due to the process, dealing with the banks. It's just been a lot. And um, as a result, definitely culture and conversations. Uh, the audio podcast has suffered. Uh, we've definitely maintained our consistency doing hashtag the group chat uh, over on Facebook and also simul streaming on YouTube. But I haven't had the time to book guests. I haven't had time to plan and strategize and, and create the show that I want to create for you guys. And I guess I need to apologize for that. Um, but the tough thing is, is that when life rares, ramps up for me, uh, it gets hard to do culture and conversations uh, but that's no excuse. Uh, you know, that's the commitment I've made to do the podcast. And so that's where we're at. Um, that's what's been going on. And uh, so I wanted to definitely tell you about it. Um, for people who follow the podcast, who know me personally, then you know kind of more about what's been going on and where I'm relocating to and all that stuff. But for people who don't know, um, then, you know, <laughs> I keep some level of anonymity as much as I can. Uh, and uh, so that's what's been going on. It's just I'm in the process of relocating. And uh, that's, that's been tough because I have to keep the studio somewhat functional, um, but at the same time, breaking down equipment and, and putting stuff away, uh, it has definitely consumed a good bit of my time. Uh, so I hope you guys forgive me, uh, but the numbers still look good on the podcast. People are still downloading the, the shows and listening to old content, and uh, that makes you feel good that you know the numbers are organically still growing um, every week, even though I'm not putting out you know episodes, but... We're going to fix that, I promise. We've got some good stuff coming out. Um, this is just sort of like a teaser to get you into the back into the schedule of me dropping shows on Wednesday. Uh, we've got a great show coming up Wednesday. I'm going to put out an episode uh, with a gentleman by the name of Brett Lindley from the Pick Up Your Sticks podcast. He is friends uh, with Walker Near, and I guess I can, can at this point consider Brett a friend as well, uh, at least as a as a podcaster. Um, he you know he came onto the show talked about. Uh, their podcast and also talked about their experience, uh, you know, w with video games that started them to podcasting. And so Brett uh, came on and he did a great job and he's going to be on the next episode of culture and conversations that comes out. I know you guys are saying, well, why don't you just put them out now? Because I need to tell you about this. And also I'm going to schedule that episode to drop this Wednesday. So um, let's see. I, I, I talked about Mike Tyson in the opening snippet um, I have a growing fascination with old man Mike Tyson. And uh, growing up in the 80s, Mike Tyson was an iconic athlete. He was a boxer who uh, came to prominence as the youngest heavyweight champion in the world. Uh, he unified the heavyweight championship single-handedly. And, uh, you know, Mike was just this megastar. I mean, I don't think people understand how big he was. I mean, during the 80s, the late to mid eighties, you had, you know, three Michaels, uh, that were just, you know, just, just monstrous personalities. You know, you had, um, you know, Michael Jordan, you had, uh, Michael Jackson and you had, uh, Mike Tyson, right. Or, or the three Mikes, as I would say. So they were just massive people, um, in, in the space of celebrity and athletics and, and entertainment. And, uh, you, and Mike was just one of those guys. Uh, he was just in this, just whole different space. He had knockout power. Uh, you know, he could, he could end a fight with one punch. Um, but at the same time, he had this just precision, you know, at, from a, from a technical standpoint, based on his fighting style and his training, 
uh, that was just, it was impeccable. He, I mean, he was the perfect boxer. You know, if Mike had been, you know, probably four inches taller, uh, he may have never lost a fight. Um, but ultimately what happened to Mike is that the, the demons and people say that all the time, and I don't literally mean demons, but just his, his, his frailties in his character, his faults in his character emerged and became more and more dominant uh, as he got away from the stabilizing and guiding forces of people early on in his life, like Customato, um, and and his you know his initial group of men who trained him and helped groom him, and so Mike began to spiral, and ultimately Mike he kept fighting and um, he kept fighting. He you know he did some time in prison for rape and um, he it, a lot happened to Mike, and ultimately drugs began to you know show that they were a part of his story and and alcohol abuse and uh, Mike you know ultimately retired and just you know, stop boxing. Uh, you know, but he fought, he fought a long time, but he just couldn't keep going because he couldn't fight at the level, uh, that he, that he used to fight at in his prime and he just retired. But the, I think Mike is a, is an interesting character to me right now because one, he's a podcaster. He has a great podcast called the hot box, hot boxing podcast over, uh, on YouTube and, uh, the hot boxing podcast has a website as well. And as much as Mike you wouldn't think of Mike as a communicator because Mike is, you know, Mike has a lisp and, you know, Mike isn't the most formally or classically educated individual, but always throughout his life, he had a sort of way with words and he had a sort of sense of how to communicate what he was thinking. That was a little bit deeper than you would initially give him credit for when you saw him. And so, when he started podcasting, I was blown away by the reflective self, um, self-effacing, uh, self-deprecating man that now is known as Mike Tyson. Uh, you know, Mike has this, this really brutal, honest opinion of who he used to be at the height of his success in his career. And I think it's an interesting narrative and one that I wanted to explore on the show because Mike is trying to rationalize how he had so much fame and money and just this decadent lifestyle that came with the success of him being a, a professional athlete. Yet apparently it did never it never filled that void, that emptiness inside of him that constantly manifested itself. It never it never went deeper and corrected the the up the shortcomings that were built into his character as a result of his upbringing and, and the conditioning uh, that he experienced in his environment that he grew up in. I mean, you know, Mike talks about it candidly how he you know, got exposed to drugs at like 10 years old and, you know, started doing drugs and drinking at 10. And that he just came from an environment as a child where it was routine to use violence as a means of, uh, of survival, um, of economic access, taking from people and robbing people. And so boxing essentially became uh, a much cleaner, more glorified way of doing that for him. And he talks very openly about that. So to hear him go back and reflect on his past life and hear him talk about, talk about in such brutal terms about how it, how he was, he was just really scared. Um, He, it was ego driving him. 
you know, you can really hear a man who has done a lot of your work, at least it seems therapeutically on himself. Um, you know, Mike attributes a lot of his um, introspection at this age of his life uh, to, you know, um, doing some psychedelic drugs and um, smoking some weed and um, definitely, you know, clearing his head from the drug abuse. Um, you know, the hard drugs, if you want to uh, make a distinction there. Um, and he, he, he sees himself completely different, you know, and he even sees his accomplishments. He, there was a famous clip of, of him talking to someone during an interview and they showed, he was looking at all his trophies and his belts and he called it, he called it garbage. You know, he just called it garbage. So this is all garbage. You know, it means nothing to him. And I, you know, and I, I, I think it's, I think it's telling that he even talks about on the show, on, the, on his podcast where he reached that, that Zenith and he said that he won the heavyweight championship of the world. And then within a few hours, he, he was basically saying to himself, is that it? You know, is that, is this, is this it? This is what I've been training for. Um, another, another person who had a similar opinion uh, was Tyson Fury. And um, that was really one of the, the great, I think one of the interesting conversations was, was listening to Tyson Fury who had a similar, I'm not going to say exactly the same, but had a similar epiphany on his journey trying to overcome addiction and destructive um you know vices in his life depression all of these things he talked about candidly how when he also won the championship he realized that you know i've been doing all this training and investing all this time into this pursuit and it was nothing you know it, it didn't fulfill him in any way that was meaningful and so it it sent him down a very self-destructive path because the very the very idea of chasing the championship is what anchored him. And then once he obtained the championship or attained the championship, now he was in a situation where he was no longer anchored by anything. And so, you know, essentially he was set adrift and, and that being set adrift, you know, really caused him to be in a situation where he was seeking out very dangerous and self-destructive things to try and numb the emptiness that he know that dumb the emptiness that he was feeling after having achieved his goal. So hearing Mike Tyson reflect on his journey to success the same way as Tyson Fury did, I thought that was a really good episode of his podcast. You know, I, I guess, I guess the thing, if I could tell Mike anything, if I had a chance to sit down and talk with Mike, you know, obviously I wouldn't try to offer him advice. I think that would be um, condescending because I don't think I'd know enough about life or his life in particular to try to offer him a you know some kind of a you know ther- therapy moment or some type of um, you know if this is a different context some type of a ministerial moment. But I think what I would talk to Mike about is I would just tell Mike I said you know that people are still rooting for him, you know, and and that there's some of us who see him now in a different way. And they see we see the new journey he's on. He's trying to be an entrepreneur. He's all he wants to do is grow grow his uh, grow his weed out in California and and do his Tyson uh, marijuana ranch. And you know I, that we would see. I would tell him that we see him and we're still rooting for him. You know that we want to see him be successful. Uh, we want to see him make it and uh, see him overcome. And uh, it's interesting. You know, I would love to. I would love to have that conversation with him and just tell him that I appreciate his contribution to my life during the eighties, but more so now I think I enjoy watching him as an elder statesman 
having to untangle the, 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 the these challenges of his life and use and, and at his age, gain new tools for figuring it all out. You know, how is he going to figure out, you know, how to maintain relationships at this stage of his life? How is he going to continue to heal the relationships with his children? And he's, uh, experienced, you know, suffering over you know, the years with, and I don't know, you know, but he definitely caught my eye as somebody that I really look at. Cause I love boxing as a sport. Uh, one of the things about Tyson's, you know, journey, now that I'm kind of rambling on, you know, as we talk about more things with Mike Tyson, but you know, it, one of the things about Tyson too, that, that we, we have to pay attention to is that he became an icon behind a paywall. You know, Mike Tyson's career as a boxer, was largely unseen at its zenith because it was always behind pay-per-view. Um, my parents weren't buying Mike Tyson fights. I mean, I grew up in a part of the country for a long time. They didn't even have cable, let alone have you know access to your know, pay-per-view cable. And uh, so you had to know somebody who had like a satellite or some other type of content provider uh, who could get the fight. And so I just grew up hearing that he was this awesome boxer, but I never saw any of his fights. I just remember hearing people talk about Mike Tyson and knowing who he was and seeing the world celebrate him, but never really seeing him do his damage uh, as an athlete in his prime because it always was behind some type of a paywall. And so, you know, it, it's now to see him from behind that paywall and, and sort of see him living his life in the open, trying to make sense of what he wants to be and as an elder statesman. I think I would still, like I said, continue to tell him that we're still rooting for him. Uh, at least I am. And um, I appreciate how humble he is trying to approach his life and also realizing the harm he's done to himself and to others as he went through the more destructive phases of his life. And I think there's a certain empathy that you feel for Mike Tyson when you realize that he just was he just wasn't equipped for the journey he was on in the way he was equipped to be a boxer, you know, that life, you know, he wasn't prepared for life. He wasn't prepared to live the journey of life, the way that he was prepared to go and knock someone out of the ring. And as a result, you only imagine what could have been if he could have had both, if he could have had the, the maturity in, in, in his moral fiber, uh, the stability of personality, uh, the, the, the structure, um, and the foundation, uh, for living life at that level of fame, plus still have the athletic debt, um, the athletic ability and the talent to go into the ring and dominate. Uh, the cruelty of life is that there is a great possibility that he may not have been as successful as an athlete if he had been more quote unquote civilized and more, um, more subdued in his life. So those questions are always going to haunt people who are who are genuine uh, fans of Mike Tyson. Uh, but, you know, for me, like I said, I would tell the champ that we're still rooting for him, that we want to see him be successful. And, uh, yeah, I look forward to seeing his evolution. And I'm sure I'll talk about him again in a more coherent way when I think about uh, him going forward. Uh, we'll revisit him at some point in time. Uh, I'm, I'll probably also talk about some other people in boxing that I really adore as much as I like Mike Tyson, more so now, obviously, um, than I did when he was, you know, in his prime as an athlete, um, because I think he's more interesting now. What I'm really um, the the person who I idolize in boxing the most of anybody is Muhammad Ali.
And I think it's an interesting conversation there because Muhammad Ali throughout his life had several massive, I would say massive rebrands that, you know, are, 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 are very telling um, and interesting parts of his journey and his life. Um, and I think it's important to, to talk about him and, and to tell his story. So we'll revisit this, I'm sure, at some point. I'm talking about boxers who I love. Um, but shout out to Mike Tyson, man, the Hot Boxing Podcast. And uh, I love I love the fact that you got this guy with this lisp and um, who used to be a boxer who's from with a New York accent who, you know, is telling these riveting stories and insights about his personality in such a raw and honest way. I mean, it's like the perfect podcast, and it's the perfect – and podcasting is the perfect form for what he's doing. So, so shout out to those guys, man. And, uh, yeah, so – uh, before I go and uh, get off of this recording, I want you guys to know that I appreciate the patience you've had with the podcast. Um, I also wanted to, to tell you that I appreciate your support and encouragement of me. Uh, some of you have been very encouraging and supportive, people who I know listen to the show. Um, and people who have, some people have actually helped, uh, you know, help with the transition, getting ready for this move. And, and I just can't wait to explore what having this piece of my life settled again will, will do. And uh, as a result, I'm looking forward um, to just this awesome moment in time uh, where I go through this life transition. Um, I've always wanted to live in the city where I'm moving to. And so um, I used to live there, but I'm, I'm looking forward to moving back um, and this time in a more permanent way. And uh, I can't wait to tell you about the whole journey. So I'm not going to tell you about all the experiences of buying a house and all what happened yet. Uh, there's another episode of the show that's going to be focused in on that stuff. Um, but for people who have definitely been supportive, people who are still downloading, people who, who have been asking, hey, where's the podcast at? I appreciate you guys. And uh, here's a little taste of what's to come. So uh, be sure to look, to look out for next week. Uh, if you listen to this or the next episode, more appropriately so the next week. But be, be sure to look out for, for on the feed the next episode uh, for my episode with Brett Lindley of the Pick Up Your Sticks podcast. And uh, we appreciate you guys. And uh, on that note, let us get ready to sign off. Yeah, man. You guys can find this podcast everywhere, man. Culture and Conversations is on Facebook. Culture and Conversations presents hashtag the group chat. It's on, man. Facebook as well. You can find it. And also on Instagram, Culture and Conversations. If you got an email for us, man, cultureandconversations at gmail.com. Also, we have a link in the show notes, man. Leave us some listener feedback. I do see it, and I, re- I really, really appreciate it when you guys find it. And uh, thank you guys so much, man, for being patient and being a part of the conversation even still. Until next time, peace. Peace.